Coming up in this episode, we're going to do a little tech talk. We've got our resident mechanic, so he claims, and we're going to talk about single overhead or dual overhead cam motors. Uh, doesn't yeah. matter what kind of bike. This is not a Harley or an Indian conversation. Just any old bike. We'll talk about that. Also, our ride of the week, the Ponce Run out of Nixon, Missouri. So stick around. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, what are the best places to ride in America? The Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. One of the best times to ride is the springtime. The temperatures are just right and people are just excited to be out and about. But the thing is, everyone's out riding and driving. But unfortunately, when people are rubbernecking at the beautiful scenery, it means more opportunities for accidents. They may be texting on their phones. By the way, don't be an ass and do that. Or just checking out the scenery and not watching for you. But there's no need to worry because law tigers are looking out for you. Law Tigers are nationwide motorcycle specialists. They only represent riders like you and nothing else. So after the show, check them out online at lawtigers.com. And remember, save this number, 888-863-7234. You can call them 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It doesn't matter what part of the country you live in, Law Tigers has your back. You know, when you get to be my age, sometimes you're not as factory fresh as you used to be, and you need a little TLC to keep going. Well, that also applies to your bike. And if your bike needs a little mechanical maintenance, go by Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first level five Honda powerhouse in Arkansas. Their red level technicians can keep you rolling. Plus, Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides with excellent financing options. So give them a call at 479-751-7022 or find them online at heartlandhonda.com. Heartland Honda, work hard, play hard. Welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. With me as always is Randy Skippy Lewis from BikeWorks in Urbana, Missouri. Hello, young fellow. Golly, I haven't thought about skipping since I was a youngster in the elementary. Saw you skipping the other day in a tutu. Don't lie. <laughs> it was a sight to behold. It was skipping out of somebody's This is some things you can't unsee. Yes, it is. So we're going to talk about the differences between single and dual overhead cam motorcycles because you were yeah, thinking about yeah. building a cafe racer. But before we get to that, let's get the Ponce run. Some people call it Ponce here in Missouri, Ponce de Leon. It's a 35-mile run. You'll find it on page three on the Missouri Ride Map pages on OzarkRides.com. It's a 35-mile run, like I said. It's a fun ride. So if you're in the Springfield or Nixa area, something like that, Ozark, and you just want to do something after work, you can knock out 35 miles just on your way home. But it has lots of twisty. It's uh, along the James River Freeway. And it goes through a lot of little villages, and particularly Ponce de Leon, hence the name. Uh, it starts at the intersection of Highway 14 and Nicholas Road, which is just, I don't know, a mile west of Nixa there on Highway 14. Then you head south on Nicholas and uh, just keep going. 
Of course, you'll find more detailed directions at the website, but uh, it'll cross over 160. You jump onto Highway 176 that takes you down into Branson. It's a great road, and it ends just north of Walnut Shade. So uh, it's a short ride, so it's a short description, but encourage you to take a look at it. Uh, It's on our featured ride. One of the things that I'm doing now is before when we talked about rides on the podcast, it was just something we talked about. From now on, when you go to the website at OzarkRides.com, it is the featured ride. So we'll change those up every time. Somebody's trying to think ahead. It's so rare for me, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's so unlike me. Normally, you're in this vegetative state with your whitey tidies on. But this guy's on top of Who it Who told today. you that? I thought that was a secret. <laughs> Ain't nothing secret around this place. <laughs> I know. it. So you wanted to talk about dual overhead, single overhead cam. Uh, it wasn't my first bike, but I could guess you could call it my first major motorcycle, uh, Honda CB750 single overhead cam. Yeah. God, buddy. I thought that was the tits. Yeah. Aesthetically, that's my favorite motorcycle. It's like, awesome. I absolutely love it. And they're great for cafe racers, yeah. which you made one, didn't you? I've made a handful of cafe racers and that's my go-to platform is that, you know, single overhead cam, Honda 750. I typically, I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, I like a 76 to a 78. Like that's my years that I just really, really seek out when I'm trying to do a cafe. I have ridden across the country many a time on a Honda CB 750. Yeah. Love them. Me too. I really do. You know, you would think if I love that Honda that much, I'd like the, you know, the KZ 600 or the KZ 1000 and stuff like that. Love the KZ 900. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is about them. I like them, but give me a KZ 900 because that's your deal. I drool over that in the 750s. Or a CB 750 and I'll take the CB 750 for whatever dumb reason. Really? Like it's stupid. It's literally. I guess I would too, but I mean, the 900 is so rare. I know. You don't see those on the street anymore. And when I see one, I stop and ogle over it, drool just a little. You do that anyway, though. Yeah. But to be fair, <laughs> You're just sure. walking around with I your drool diaper anyway. on, drooling everywhere. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. Like, that makes absolutely no sense at all. But I just love. Makes perfect that's sense. That's what I like. So tell us what your thoughts are on the differences and yeah. the pros. Because there's pros and cons to both. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, there definitely are. And it doesn't really necessarily matter which make, you know, Honda, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, whatever. So that's what we're going to talk about. Not specifically the 750, but just the dual yeah. overhead or single. Yeah, so, and, and I mean, all those engines really bridge even in most generally speaking now, it is sport bikes that are running like inline fours, twos, whatever with overhead cams. So because the CB750, the KZs, all that shit was, you know, a sport bike for what its time was, you know, that's where all these crotch rockets came from. The CB750 in my mind is like, that's where crotch rockets came from. Granted, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, part of the 80s, they didn't really necessarily look like they look today, but that's where they got their, that's their roots is those bikes right there. So now they've just progressed into a, an absolutely monster for making horsepower and top speed. So I was thinking about this. Um, I haven't even started building my next bike and I was thinking about the bike after that, what I wanted to build. So anyway, I was thinking, man, it's been a while since I've done a cafe racer and I've got this, it's a 1992 Kawasaki Zephyr 750. 
dual overhead cam, really makes good power. This bike's already got a header on it and a Vance and Heinz pipe, so I'm going to cut the shit out of it. I'm just going to cut it all up and make a, a cool cafe racer out of it. It's really just, the 750 is really just because that's what I have. I think they made a 1000 in that Zephyr as well. So granted, there's a lot better stuff out there. But I got to thinking about it and I'm like, man, you know, it's a cool bike, but it's really not like the Hondas, the CB750 that I'm thinking of. So I get to looking at it and it's the engine design is what did it for me. So they are cool looking bikes. They are cool looking engines, but for whatever reason, in my psychosis, I really like the look of a single overhead cam engine. Hold on a second. Something is 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 amiss. What? Something is off. You have two bottles of beer and they're just about empty. You need to go get another one. <laughs> I will. All right. Actually, I'll just get it right now. Go get it right now. Uh, hang on. So, got your new beer? Perfect. Gotta have now, that. can we continue? Yeah, yeah, sorry for the short pause. Sure. So, I don't know if it's just because I've almost always built, when, I, when someone says, hey, I want a cafe racer, and they don't have a bike in mind already, I instantly go to that single overhead cam Honda CB750. And everybody's always like, well, why? You know, why would you do that? It's antiquated. It's old. It's this or it's that well two reasons for me personally i love the tank shape for whatever reason mm -hmm. i love the tank shape and their colorings that they had had for whatever reason it's just cool in the early ones you know all the way up to late 70s they had the aviator style cap gas cap on it mm -hmm. where you pushed a button down and it popped it up. up yeah so there's that and then i like the roundness of the engine you know the valve covers are very round they're very shapely it's got a bunch of big round stuff on it and i don't know why i like that a little bit better than the edgier stuff now the frames whatever they're okay at best yeah but they make enough aftermarket items for that bike oh yeah, yeah you yeah. can make it totally modern oh shoot yeah like the last one i done it would really freaking done it up and this is something i is usually that the one that went back to japan yeah so uh Typically, when you do a modern cafe racer, we're going to swap out the front for a you know an inverted sport bike front end. Easily done. Usually use a Jixer. There's a couple of companies out there already making the neck bearings and the stems to be able to put a Jixer front end straight onto that old CB750. And then what I like to do is swap out the swing arm for a CB550 swing arm because they let you net a little bit wider tire. So I can run like a 180 wide tire on the back. But anyway, that's, that's beside the point. So... We're back to single overhead versus dual overhead cams. It's not a difficult task to get you <laughs> sidetracked. No, it's not. I could ramble on. You're just on ate on up on about on. motorcycles. For whatever reason, yes. Well, that's why we brought you into the mix. I'm sorry for you guys. And when I say we, me and the voices in my head. Because <laughs> that's all the we there is. Yeah. There's no more wee-wee on no, you no. than that. <laughs> so, all right. So let's, let's break it down and go back to... Basically on topic for what we were talking about. Good so luck. pros, cons, single overhead, dual overhead cam. So in the lamest terms that I can break it down to, and I'm not an expert on this. So single overhead cam benefit, less rotational mass. Okay. You're not trying to turn two cams. The less you have to try to rotate off the crankshaft, the less power that you're robbing through rotational mass. It's kind of like superchargers and turbochargers. 
superchargers, you lose a little bit of um, power through a belt being driven off the crankshaft. Whereas turbos, you have to, you build all free power, but you have to wait for the exhaust flow to get way up. So anyway, single overhead cam, usually you're a two valve to three valve setup. You know, with valves, it's, it's all about the amount of air that you can run through the engine. And that's how you make optimal power. The more air you can get in and get out, the more power you can possibly make. Well, with a two-valve head, you're limited to just two ports, right? Whereas when you run a dual-overhead cam, you can run four-valve heads. Well, now you're making a lot more airflow, essentially, through the engine. So, in basic, single-overhead cams make a lot more low-end power. You know, they're really, really good off on the low-end. Whereas a dual-overhead cam is a little bit lackluster on the low-end, but they turn so many more RPMs and they have so much more top end power and horsepower. So that's kind of the trade-offs. If Say if you were building a bike or looking to buy a bike, that's kind of the biggest things to think about. Now, I can't remember which models it is, but there's some modern sport bikes that they're still split between single overhead or dual overhead cam. Do you think the transition from single overhead to dual overhead came about through the I guess you'd call it the TT race in the Isle of Man, things like that to get more power at the high end. You know, I, I could see that. We got to think about when it when it converted from single overhead to dual overhead cam, which was really in the early 80s. So in the early 80s, what was going on in the world? You know, we had the uh, gas crisis, if you will. Remember it well. People were trying to get better fuel economy, you know, better everything. Well... Single overhead cams aren't necessarily the most fuel economical, mainly because they're limited to two valves. You know, they make a lot of low end power, so they build it right now, but overall they don't turn very many RPMs, so there's not very much top end. So then you gotta gear them to get there. So by switching over to dual overhead cams, it's a more efficient engine as far as, you know, fuel economy, things like that. So I would say that there's a part of the transition. Now on the racing side of it, Absolutely, you know, with a single overhead cams, we had a lot of cafe racers, a lot of, you know, stoplight to stoplight in town, you know, twisty, hilly country, you know, like running canyon roads and stuff. Or the low end was more important. Yeah, yeah, you know, pulling hills, pulling off of corners, things like that. That's just what we, you know, as a nation or motorcycle guys knew was just, that's all we had, that's all it was. We'll introduce the dual overhead cam. You know, with a single overhead cam, everybody goes on, oh, let's hit the ton. You know, you're trying to bridge 100 miles an hour. And that's like freaking doing something for a single overhead cam. Then we bring in dual overhead cams. That mile per hour jumps from a freaking 100 to 105 on a really well-prepped bike. Now we're, we're going 150, 160 in the mid-80s. Like that's a massive increase. So... With those numbers and those kind of re responses, if you will, to the new style engine, dude, it's out with the old, in with the new. Nobody's running a single overhead cam now. Like, it's just not efficient for what you're wanting to do. So that's kind of the breakdown of it. Now with a dual overhead cam that makes a lot more top end horsepower, that's why you see, like every sport bike you see right now, you go look at the tachometer. Where is it redline? 10, 12,000 RPMs. That is sky high. You talk about a single overhead cam and it's redlining 5,500, six grand is like really, really high. And that's a single overhead cam. Now you're turning double the RPMs out of a dual overhead cam. 
it's efficient. You make enough horsepower, and by the time you gear it right, you can do whatever you want out of one. You could have some low end, but then you could run 150, 160 miles an hour. They got a couple of bikes out that are running, you know, over 200 miles an hour out of the factory. Like, that's just craziness. So the, now switching it to, say, building a motorcycle. So not just like buying a new sport bike that's a dual overhead cam or finding one that's a single overhead cam. Let's talk about, because this is the whole reason why we even thought about doing anything like this, is building one. Aesthetically, in my mind, a single overhead cam is more attractive. Because when you look at a dual overhead cam, they have what I call like an H-pattern valve cover. It's a little busy. Yeah, it's really blocky. It's really wide at the top. The valve covers are typically very square. And on the older ones, what I'm thinking of, they're, it's an H-pattern valve cover. So there's basically two long valve covers that cover up the cams. And then there's a conjoining section in the center where your cam chains come up. So... Yes, you could make one look cool. And I've done one, maybe two kind of cafe racers out of them. They were more cheap asses that just wanted me to, you know, put cheap parts onto it or look, you know, make alter the look just a little bit more is just taking a bunch of shit off. Anyway, I digress. Aesthetically, I like the roundness, me personally, of a single overhead cam. Sexy lines. Yeah, it really is. Which the older, the better for me because I really like, you know, vintage... Bullshit. Your best cafe racers are the, the first line 750s, as we said. Yeah. BSA Lightnings yeah. and Old Triumphs. See, here's what's funny about that, too, is... Next week on Wednesday when I win the lottery, <laughs> I'm going to have a new BSA, or not new, but <laughs> BSA Lightning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to hold my breath on that one, I guess. No, no that's a fact. When I win the lottery, I'm going to get one. <laughs> oh, shit, Craig. When? When or if? If or when? Second Tuesday of next week. Yeah. Second Tuesday of next week. That's, that's right. what I've got to schedule. So what's funny about that is, you know, I'm talking about a single overhead cam and, and there's BSAs, Nortons, who they were an overhead valve. Yes, but completely different. And that's the roots of cafe racing. You know what I mean? Like the BSAs, the Triumphs, Nortons, things like that. That's really, in essence, the soul of cafe racing. Mm-hmm. But yet I always go to a Honda CB750. So it's, it's just weird for me to talk about cafe racers and then leave those ones out, if you will. But anyway, we're talking about building one. Um, I really like the way that they look. I really like the way that you can match things up, say like body lines. So you do a cafe racer, the engine, the, the tilt that it's on, it lets you really line up the tail section with the fins on the engine, just because of the lean on the engine. Dual overhead cams, they sit a little bit more vertical than that. And it just for me, the lines don't line up. So I've chose to not do a dual overhead cam. So I guess when we're talking about building one, you got to really think about what you're going to be using it for. Are you going to be using it for more vintage? and low end just kind of a street beast type of machine you know you're going to go with a single overhead cam now if you want something that is radical very edgy makes a shit ton of power and has a cool ass lope to it at an idle that's your dual overhead cam so just your two cents just my two cents yeah yeah i've seen a lot of guys build a lot of bikes out of both of them um i really liked some of the ones done out of a dual overhead cam if I was going to choose to build one, that one would be very, very trick shit. Like, you know, extended swing arm, mono shock, very, very short tail section. 
with a high back on it, inverted front end, maybe some Dunlop drag slick type tires on it, lightweight wheels. Like I would go very modern with that and make it a if modern somebody cafe handed racer. you a early model CB750 single overhead cam yep. that was completely stock and in great shape. Could you see yourself not touching it? <laughs> and when I say touching, I mean cutting oh, it up. And No, I love it. That's for sure. Shit, dude. Just leave it like it if was. If someone said, here, this is yours, do whatever you want yeah. with it. Keep it or don't. Or as far as Shit. keep it stock or don't. Uh, the money guy in me is like, fuck that. I'd, I'd sell it. I'd sell it right no, now. No, you can't do that. This is my hypothetical, <laughs> damn it. I'd sell it for as much as I could possibly get out of it and go buy an old ratty one and cut it up. Uh, I just, honestly, I never was a massive fan of the way that they looked factory. Oh, I loved them. They're sexy looking. See, I just didn't care I for I like the factory. tank and everything. I like the tank. So this is what I like. I like the engine. I like the tank. And I like the possibility of the body lines because that backbone in the tank line flow completely flat from You're each like other. You're like a woman. They don't the like f- a man for uh, being who he is. They <laughs> like him for who they can change him into. <laughs> Fuck you, Craig, because I did not like that. <laughs> he didn't like it because it's true. All right. Uh, so... It just depends on what you're going to use it for, whether or not you get a single or a dual overhead cam. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right, then. It's all nonsensical bullshit anyway, because you're going to, most people are going to buy whatever they can afford. Well, we'll wrap it up there. A couple of things I want to touch base with. Next month, we've got races we're going to, and we'll be doing a podcast from there. We're we'll talking about that. Yes. You're even bringing your junior, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's up in Odessa, Missouri. And it's a national flat track racing. And I'm, I'm so freaking stoked. We're going to be having backstage passes, compliments of... Law Tigers. And then we'll be talking with a lot of the uh, nationally ranked racers. So, you know, you'll be in your element. Should That'll be, be the gonna... 22nd, I think, of April. So we'll be bringing that to you as well. Also, another thing I want to tell you about is on Ozark Rides, we've now, and this goes for Random Thoughts from the Road, we've now become... Patreons. Patreon or Patreons? We've now become Patreons, smartass. Okay. But we're not the Patreons. We use Patreon. So if you'd like to really help out the website or the podcast, either one, we sure would like to have you on as a club member. You can check it out by going to patreon.com forward slash Ozark Rides or help. There's a link to it on every page of OzarkRides.com. And your help in becoming a club member would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, let's make one thing straight. The money from a Patreon is not to go into our pockets. No, we're not buying bikes or nothing. It's, no, it's, it's just covering the cost that we're currently taking out of our pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe make it a little bit better. We can do better giveaways, you know, do some cooler shit. Yeah, that's all it's about. It's just to turn it back yeah. into it. If you don't want to have giveaways or... Have us show up at these events and do special things and don't do it. Yeah, It's up no, to you. No big deal. So with that being said, appreciate you listening in on this episode. We'll come up with something else for the next one, obviously. And until then, stay safe and keep on two wheels.